Man, thank you for your patience. I, I, I miscounted. I've got today and then tomorrow I get this stuffing out of my nose. But this is so important. I just read the most vital, important, actual example of diversity I've ever read. I can't believe this has eluded me. And it just goes to this. In addition to hoping the uninjected die, which is what Joe Biden's White House just said, that's actually what they're killing actual diversity in a way I've never thought of it before. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. I got it wrong. I thought that I got my uh, dressing out of my sinuses today. It's tomorrow. But the good news is I'm now able to sleep with my mouth wide open for about four hours. That's pretty cool. That's a skill. I went this morning... um, out to uh, another doctor. I've got a whole series of doctors related to um, athletics. And I saw Dr. Jed this morning. And I said, I had sinus surgery. That's why I sound weird. And she goes, ooh, I can hear your nose. I, I, I beg you. I just heard my nose. You guys hear that? I just beg you, please try to ignore the nose sounds. It's so gross. And I cannot wait to get this stuff out of my head. And I may, in fact, I may, in fact, measure what's up there. It's just so I'll I'll put that aside. Thank you for all your prayers and all the nice notes. And I am getting some emails answered finally because of this little bit of downtime. So, again, this is going to be a more brief show uh, we'll get back to the two-hour shows uh, as soon as I can, and and as, as soon as I can speak, because towards the end of these these sessions, I didn't want to describe. <laughs> I didn't want to describe. You don't want to hear, and I promise you, you don't want to see what's going on. It's gross. I I I have never seen. I don't know if this is true. Let me think about this. Have you ever seen anything more gross? Then the people who run Joe Biden putting out this statement where they're quite clearly hoping that uninjected people die. There's some 60 million Americans who have said no to the mRNA injections and good for them because they don't help with anything. Um, that they're not getting the injections. And what is coming out behind the scenes on this? You had Francis Collins and Tony Fauci team up to attack the great Barrington Declaration epidemiologist and calling them fringe. There's nothing fringe about them. They were widely published, widely cited epidemiologists who took a different view of lockdowns. And the view they took is the exact same view that the people who worked for Fauci expressed in a very widely read paper that said, do not lock down in the case of an upper respiratory virus. In other words, they took the case predicated upon rigorous scientific study. So now we know that they used government resources to attack private epidemiologists and doctors. The number of people who were killed, the 
through these actions is staggering. The lockdowns were deadly. The suppressing of hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin, which still continues, of the therapeutics uh, was was deadly. And it's, it's going to be millions of people eventually in the combination of those two things. So we don't know that. But to see the people who run Biden decide to issue this statement where they are quite clearly wishing and hoping that true bloods perish. That's that's a remarkable statement. And by the way, it's not going to change the rate of injections. And they know this. They, they understand. And, and Tony Fauci understands fully that these new that these new so-called variants, and we'll get into that. You want to know how variant they are? Hold on. I'll get to you about how variant they are, how different they are. That Fauci understands these things become less deadly with every iteration. He knows this. The first-year epidemiologists learn this. So they're hoping to be able to say, well, finally we got the last person injected, and then we dug up the dead, then began injecting them. That's where we turned the corner. When we got to George Washington and injected his bones, that's, that's where we really turned the corner. And as I was reading and prepping this morning, the most phenomenal thing hit me. They're attacking the body, that is the human body, and they're attacking the body, that is the body of Christ. And for people who are new to the word, I'll I'll get to what hit me this morning. But it comes from uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And as I looked through the news and I saw this, this, this death wish for True Bloods, it occurred to me that they are now this desperate. And as I'm recording this this morning, I, I will probably end up doing something tonight because Biden's going to, they're going to cause him to read words from a teleprompter tonight. So he's going to do what he's told because that's what he does. He does what he's told. So I may have a follow on after I hear what this man reads from the teleprompter if he's able to read anything, unless it's a stand in for him. I'm kidding. But here's the playing field that we have. As the figurehead is glorifying the deaths, he hopes, of people who are not injected. Let me give you some recent numbers. This comes from the UK. The UK is ahead of us in terms of of conning, blackmailing, forcing, shaming, uh, uh, gifting, pushing, prodding. Did I say threatening people to get injected? Nine out of every 10 COVID-19 deaths since August, according to the official data, the official numbers in the UK, nine in every 10 COVID deaths, deaths from or with COVID, are people who were fully injected. This is not anything like what the liars in the White House are lying about. And this does come down to a diversity argument. Really, it does. I'm not kidding. It comes down to the diversity argument. If you've been a long-time listener to the show, you'll remember this example I love of working at Microsoft. And and I, because I managed people, a small team, but I managed people, I got brought into this discussion about how to have diversity at Microsoft. And I was sitting there at the table and I started laughing. Like I was a white dude. I was still white then. I, I hadn't yet become African-American. That happened yesterday. I am now black. Um, that, that you're not. Oh, I made the switch yesterday. And tomorrow I'm going to be Asian. But um, today I'm black. 
It, you know what? People do look at you differently. It's so bizarre. Um, no, you can do that. You can choose your identity. What are you talking about? No, I'm not mocking people who are confused about their identity. I'm mocking the world that says you can just change it willy-nilly. I don't mock people for painful conditions. I don't. I'm mocking the existence of that theory. So anyway, I was sitting at the table and everybody was talking about their their backgrounds and there are a couple Asian women and some, some Asian men and, 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 you know, a couple of white people and women. And, and it came to me and I started laughing. I said, you know what? I'm the most diverse person in here. I'm the only non-college graduate. I'm the only one who ever set foot in a community college. I bet I'm the only one who's ever sold drug for money or uh, not drugs, uh, blood for money. I've never sold drugs, sold blood for money. I bet I'm the only one in here who's ever been arrested. And the lady who ran the meeting actually said, no, wait a minute. I get it. He's right. This is a form of diversity. So as the party is killing the body with these injections that are, in fact, very, very deadly, the new VARS numbers, it's 20,000 deaths and they're underreported by a factor of 41. It's easily, it's easily 600,000 people who've been killed by these. If you just look at the underreporting status of VARS, and a good, a good number of these are from Pfizer. You look at that, and in addition to killing the body, they're killing the body. That is the body of Christ. And I'll explain that. So as Biden reads these words that he's caused to read from the teleprompter, and he is, he is hoping that people who are uninjected start dying, and I, I firmly believe, and again, I'm recording this ahead of time. I firmly believe he intends to do everything he can to make life really difficult for people who are not injected. I hope you'll forgive the water. I am really trying, guys. This is the hardest one yet. But thankfully, I can turn to the CEO of Pfizer. Get to that in a second. So what they're saying is that if they'll just shame or scare or frighten or push or threaten or blackmail or steal the jobs of none of those things have worked to push 60 million people over the edge. So what is it going to be? Glenn Beck is saying that maybe it's going to be travel restrictions, interstate travel restrictions. Can you imagine this? Um, if you decide in the United States of America, I can't drive across state lines to visit my mom if she's in the hospital, we are going to have a real problem. Truly, and I'll have to really be prayerful about my response to this. If you intend to keep me from a dying mother because you don't want me to drive across state lines on highways I paid for, um, I'm going to have to really consult my pastor. I'm not being I'm not being hyperbolic. No, I will really need to call my pastor and have a discussion about the proper response to this because I don't think that I, I don't think that's right, I, and I don't think it's biblical. But that's Glenn's guess is one of the things that, that the Biden people might do. So some of the reasons that people are not getting injected, and this is Francis Collins. Francis Collins went on Fox and he said, well, I mean, the reason people aren't getting it. No, no, no. Pardon me. Went on with, um, no, it's like ABC, one of the, uh, one of the alphabet channels. Went on and was complaining Oh, Judy Woodruff. Yeah, with Judy Woodruff. Went on and complained that the reason that people aren't getting injected is because it's the, uh, it's the, cons- it's the, uh, it's the misinformation. It's the conspiracy theories. It's, it's these things. This is a guy who participated in changing every single metric about the COVID to make it appear more deadly. Every single metric. He's a guy who participated in getting people killed by stopping reasonable, well-proven, non-risky, non-controversial therapeutics. And he's, he's talking to Judy Woodruff, blaming us for all of this. 
And he says it's misinformation. All right. Did we have misinformation when we said this would turn into injection uh, injection passports? Was that misinformation? When we said that this is going to start going to people putting microchips under their skin, that was misinformation, right? Well, wait a minute. Why do we have companies who are already releasing traveling papers that can be put under your skin in a microchip? This is a company called Epicenter. And yep, they've developed a microchip and planted under your skin that you that you, you don't carry around. It's in you. That is now your traveling papers. Now that, that to me is a precursor of the mark of the beast. It is. It's not the mark of the beast because they're not making the claim that they can bring you back to life. They're not saying I'm in fact the return Messiah. They're not saying these things. But baby, it's a big test run. And so Biden, this is misinformation. Now, how on earth did some of us make this prediction that that things would start to go this way? How? We had crystal balls. We we were divining spirits. No, we listened to the CEO of Pfizer talking about pills that are also tracking devices. There's no guarantee that the patient is going to take the drug wear the device. So how are you thinking about technology to engage the patient? Yeah. Again, maybe I will use an example. I think uh, it's fascinating what's happening in this field right now. I mean, FDA approved the first uh, electronic pill, if I can call it like that. So it is a basically biological chip that it is in the tablet. And once you take the tablet, and dissolves into your stomach, sends a signal that you took the tablet. So imagine the applications of that, uh, compliance. Uh, the insurance companies to know that the medicines that patients should take, they do take them. Uh, it is uh, fascinating what happens in, in uh, this field. It is fascinating what happens when you take the world and turn it over to technocrats who will then work with insurance companies to say, you will take these drugs on these hours or you will not have insurance. And incidentally, you will take some other drugs because we don't like the way you think. Now, they would never do that. I mean, just think of it. They'd never do that. They would never, ever start saying you have to take a drug to change the way you think, ever, because that would, uh, well, people would just, uh, well, I mean, the media would, uh, Can someone help me? Why wouldn't they? No, what would what would stop them? What would be the ethics? We departed ethics two years ago. When they started shoving remdesivir down people, which is known to be a dangerous drug. When they blocked ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. When they told people for the first time in medical history, go home and get sicker. Come back when you can't breathe. Then we'll tube you, put remdesivir in you, and you'll die. When they blocked monoclonal antibodies. They continue to do this. There are three conventional vaccines. Like, you know, vaccines, actual vaccines for SARS-CoV-2, 
that exist right now. Well, how do we know this? Well, as Thomas Massey points out, Representative Thomas Massey from Kentucky, there are three conventional type vaccines in the uh, FDA database. So why aren't they being deployed? See, these are actual vaccines, actual, you know, shreds of dead virus that allow your body to build up antibodies to it, actual antibodies to the virus, not a, a, a facsimile of the virus, not the small, tiny little spike protein, actual vaccines that don't carry the risk profile of these insane injections. Why aren't they deployed? We passed ethics a long time ago, guys. So they're not just attacking the body. They're attacking the body. They're attacking the only truly holy form of tolerance, acceptance, and actual diversity. And they're doing this towards the ends that you would have if you had evil ends. Let me give you another example. We played this sound clip of this clown from from Ontario. He's a so-called public health official. We played this a couple days ago. I want you to hear this again because I'm going to give you news from Ontario. Vaccinated person with no symptoms of COVID-19. Should I feel safe or feel it's worth the risk to see a grandparent who's had three vaccine shots um, over the holidays? I personally would advise you to avoid social contact with anyone older, uh, even with two doses. Uh, if you are going to interact, I do it outdoors with masking and distancing in place. Here's the data from Alex Berenson, who, by the way, has filed suit against Twitter. He did. He, he did yesterday filed suit against Twitter, and it's a good suit as I see it. The number of cases in Ontario where that guy was speaking from past 30 days. If you look at unvaccinated cases... All right, it's maybe up to 800. 800 out of, uh, uh, let's see, 100,000, seven-day average. But if you look at the people who have had all of their injections, it's 3,200 and climbing. So the very idea that this guy gets to say the injections are the only way to have protection, but it's not enough protection. You still need to meet with your triple injected grandma in 26 degree weather or minus 26 degree weather outside. That's attacking the body. The fact that that guy is empowered to say these things is attacking the body of Christ. In terms of full and complete diversity which is just, it just nailed me this morning when I read this and and truly began to understand this. So with all of this data, at the same time as Biden has this death wish for people who are are non-injected, we had Lizzie Warren end up getting the COVID. She's been double injected. Cory Booker getting the COVID. He's been double injected. Yes, I will pray for their full and complete recovery, and maybe this will wake them up. Maybe they'll stop lying. Truly this. If the Beltway media will not call out the lies that this has anything to do with injected or non-injected, then they are forevermore the enemy of the people. After Biden makes his threats, 
and postures and reads the words he's told to read from the teleprompter tonight. If you don't have, here's, let me say it this way. Any media entity that doesn't point out that these injections do not stop transmission or infection, therefore, all these threats are just threats. All this death wishing is just death wishing. All of this is desperate politics, and that's the charitable view, and I don't hold that charitable view. I think this is far, far worse than politics. I think this is a trampling of the body. I really do. I'll prove that point by talking about what a rogue scientist is saying. And this is maybe the scariest thing you're going to hear from a rogue scientist. Why is he a rogue scientist? The only knee we take is to the Lord. The Todd Herman Show. Man, we are having uh, all sorts of fun with the podcast platforms, Spotify, iHeart. Uh, We've been as high as 33rd, 31st in Spotify, as high as 53rd globally on Apple Podcasts. And we're dealing with some some funky glitchiness. And this happens to podcasts. We're, we're learning this. Um, that sometimes we've disappeared from these platforms. Can you do me a favor? Go to the ToddHermanShow.com and sign up for our emails. Because gosh knows when that happens, we want you to be able to know where the show's gone or if we get shut down, if we get censored. And the reason that we know that this is happening to other podcasters is we went on some of the platforms yesterday just doing an audit. And there were pictures of, there were Dan Bongino's shows with pictures of Rush Limbaugh. God rest Rush. And that's not going to make EIB or Bongino happy. So it's just weird with these platform deficiencies. And we're bringing in a platform expert to try to make sure that we are not held captive to that. Because our team has been dynamic at getting this stuff done. Just brilliant. We, we conquered the Google search thing. My guy, Dave, at, at Greenhaven Interactive, just, just beat the Google blockade. We are, that's, that's done. He's so good at what he does. So the attacking of the body. Okay, so people who are new to the word, my friend Linda listened to the program said, hey, Todd, for those of us new to the word, can you help us along rather than browbeating us or force feeding us? Um, the, the, the Christian belief is that being a believer in Christ and putting your faith in Christ, you become part of the body. With Christ as the head. In the local church, then Christ has said, hey, it's on this on this rock, I'll build my church. He envisioned a church age. We live in a church age now by, by my estimation and that of many, many pastors. That if you go to Corinthians, if you go to 1 Corinthians 12, there's this incredible statement about diversity. And I mean it, truly an incredible statement about diversity itself. Um. It says this, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it's the same God at work. And what what you're hearing a description of here is diversity. Let me get to this. Just as a body... The one has many parts, but all its many parts, one body. So it is with Christ. So he's saying we were all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body, whether Jew or Gentile, slave or free. And we were given the spirit, the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. And then he gets into the distribution of gifts. And what he's talking about is each of us is given gift. And, and, And your gift may not be public speaking. Your gift may not be being a soldier, but you have a gift. You have a talent God gave you, and it might be that you do your job exceptionally well. 
and that you are one of the great employees who goes in, puts in a strong 9, 10, 11 hour work day, whatever needs to get done. Your boss never needs to worry. Folks, that's a gift. Because you're serving, as well as serving the boss, you're serving the body of Christ. You are showing that, hey, as a Christ follower, I take my job seriously. But he gets into the distribution of the body in in the various gifts by way of describing this. He says, now, if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not be for that reason, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. So what he's saying is, is, is your own body cannot say like, well, that's, I mean, in the era of the technocratic kid, in the era of the technocrat, a girl could say, well, I'm not really a girl. Therefore I need my breasts cut off and my vagina surgically altered so as to pretend to be a penis. At that point, yes, those body parts stop being part of her body. They stop being functional, but she's remained in the image of big pharma. But in a less literal sense, Right, the eye doesn't get to say, "Hey, I I don't need the ear. I don't need the I don't need the heart. I don't need the." And the heart can't say, "I don't need the lungs," and and the heart can't say, "Look, I'm the heart. I don't need the body." I'm sorry, you as a heart can't walk, and you're this bouncing organ, and you're you're going to get stepped on, or you're going to a cat's going to walk up and eat you. You're a heart on the ground. A cat's going to mm, delicious heart. <laughs> so you're. How am I comparing this to diversity? Well, you can see that, right? The diversity of talents. What the party is doing is they're killing the diversity of talents. What the party is doing is concentrating not just power, but truth in the hands of humans. Humans that they select They're saying, no, your diversity doesn't matter. You, the data experts, like our friends Justin Hart or Ethical Skeptic or Kyle Lamb or I am, who looked at the data and said, none of this, none of this makes any sense. Their talents don't matter except on our show and some some, some rare others. Our friend, Dr. Andrew Boston, his talent didn't matter because he was not speaking the word of the party. They're taking the distributed gifts distributed by the Holy Spirit. Or if you'd like to remove this from religion, then just the distributed talents that happened happenstantially through the happy mistake of a bunch of protoplasm being shocked by electricity and turning into every life form on earth, categorized clearly as those that swim and those that don't, etc. ad nauseum. So you get to a guy like Michael Yeadon. Tell me something. What is Michael Yeadon gaining by saying the things he's saying about these injections? Tell me how his life has become better. This is a guy who made an enormous amount of money working for Pfizer as a as a researcher, as a VP at Pfizer, looking at things like allergens and allergies and creating for them medications to handle. He's not at all anti-vaccine. In terms of traditional vaccines, he's all in. He's been vaccinated. He got his kids vaccinated. These things aren't vaccines. But what he says here, tell me what he's gaining. And how his life has become remarkably better. See, the body, a a functional workplace, let me put it this way, 
requires people willing to say to the boss, gosh, this isn't working. Because you get yes men businesses. And people are afraid to come and say, did you know we're losing customers? Did you, I'll give you another example. There were so many of us on a, on a strike team at Microsoft. And look, I, Hey, I won the lottery getting called into the strike team. All I did was come up with the most obvious business model for mobile phones, which is, Hey, let's just do what Microsoft does. Let's make the mobile phones a platform. And we called these things life-centric apps. That's what we called them, applets. Actually, we called them applets. Life-centric applets, ad-supported or purchased or free that people put on their phones, and they're very, very focused on the human being. We even had li- we even had lifestyle healthcare applications like how to tell people when they might be coming pre-diabetic. That was before I understood the poison of what big pharma is. Not that diabetics don't need treatment; they do. But we went to the powers that be at Microsoft. And we said, guys, you are going to lose mobile. You're going to lose it because you still want people to use this stupid little pointer, this stylus. I know there's phones that have styluses again. When what, what really people need to use is use one hand. Here's the true use case of a phone. People are using these phones on subways, walking down the streets, and they're not supposed to, but they're using it while they're driving. We need to be on the forefront of this, and we can be. And we had one VP. Tell us in a meeting after he tested our design and our device, we ran it through the Silicon Valley testing lab and it came back with the highest user joy ability in the history of mobile products. Meaning that when people picked it up, they instantly knew how to use it. Now, I'm not responsible for that. Far from it. Some great, brilliant designers like John San Giovanni and others are Ben Betterson are responsible for that. I, I can't design things. They can, and they're brilliant people. And we brought this testing back, and this executive looked at this testing. And this executive said, you know what, guys, this is really cool. Congratulations. Problem is this. I'm not going to sponsor your product. Microsoft is defined by the start button, and it always will be. Why do I say that? Because I designed it. Because we're going to continue to release phones with the start button metaphor, and we're going to push that down into the OEM system. That's the original equipment manufacturers. And they're going to continue to buy it because they have to have windows. They can't function without windows. What happened? iPhone destroyed Microsoft's presence in mobile, just obliterated it. They have no presence. They can never get it back. Acquisition after acquisition failed. How did that happen? No diversity. One dude was able to stop that. Now, that's just phones. We're talking about life care. We're talking about your bodies. You're talking about the existence of truth itself in terms of a scientific truth. I'm not overstating that. They're attempting to erase your immune system. Tony Fauci, Francis Collins, Bill Gates, all of them are attempting to erase institutional knowledge that we have immune systems. A healthy scientific community cannot survive when skeptics are stomped. The body of Christ, as I see it, cannot survive when there aren't people like Martin Luther who are able to say, hey, guys, Catholic Church, you've gone way off track. You got 
priests selling indulgences. You have priests who are selling ways into heaven. Saying, oh, you're a, you're an adulterer and like cheating on your wife. That's okay. If you give me 50 bucks a week, that's cool. God will take care of that on the side. Yeah, all right. A healthy community cannot survive that way. A healthy family cannot survive with secrets. You know, look, everybody has seen dad's coughing a lot and he's, his blood coming out of his nose. Are we going to ignore that? Shh, your father doesn't need to hear that. Your father's very busy. Don't point that out to him. Dad sure seems to be drinking a lot after work. Don't you ever say that in front of your father. Don't you ever. But he needs to know. No. The party is destroying the distributed intelligence of human beings by attacking skeptics. So I want you to hear what Michael Yeaton says here. He's said a lot of things. And every time he says things like this, his, 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 his life gets worse. What do I mean? He doesn't go speak at conferences anymore. He can't get scientific papers published. He's on bit shoot. He can't even be on YouTube. He's been banned by social media platforms. What were some of his predictions? Autoimmune deficiency. He predicted that these injections would cause the body to attack itself. Now, how could he make such a prediction? Because cloning the body is producing cytotoxic elements called a spike protein. And he points something out here that's vital. It never occurred to me this. I tried tried to explain this because I had a sense. God gave me a sense of this. But he was so eloquent in describing these aren't actually the spike proteins in the virus. Right? They're just, they're facsimiles of it. They're pretend versions of it. And it builds up antibodies, not even to the full spike protein, but just to part of it. But what he's talking about, and what he says is when you get all these cytotoxic, that means toxic to the cell, spike proteins in your body, guys, it stores itself places. They build up in areas like the womb or, or the gonads. Once these spike proteins are built up there and the body says, hey, those spike proteins, those are poison. And there's a whole bunch of them built up in the gonads. What's the body going to do? It's going to attack that area sometimes. Which is how you end up with these autoimmune deficiencies. Which he predicted. And many other people predicted. Peter McCullough predicted this. Dr. Ryan Cole is observing it happening. And he has a bird's eye view. He's the largest immunological lab on the west coast of the United States. He sees blood work after blood work after blood work after blood work after blood work. And without violating anyone's privacy, he's saying, wow, we're seeing a lot of cancers. The all-cause mortality is up across the board in fully injected countries. The United States is simply hiding this. How? By saying that you are not fully injected until three weeks or so after you're injected. In the period of time most likely to kill you, they're saying you're not injected. So what they're doing is they're killing distributed intelligence. They're moving truth into the hands of a small group of people. Which then, of course, moves power. 
than money and control. So someone here, when you listen to Michael, this is a longer clip than we play on live radio. So thank goodness we're on podcast. Thank, thank the Lord we have the podcast. Listen to this and tell me how this makes this man's life better to say these things. So when your government scientists tell you that a variant that's 0.3% different from SARS could masquerade as a new virus and be a threat to your health, you should know, and I'm telling you, they are lying. If they're lying, and they are, why is the pharmaceutical industry making top-up vaccines? They are making them. You should be terrified at this point, as I am, because there's absolutely no possible justification for their manufacture. But they're being made, and the world's medicines regulators have said, because they're quite similar to the original vaccines, the ones that are being given now, uh, we won't be asking them to do any clinical safety studies. So let me just say again, the variants are not different enough to represent a threat to you. So you do not need to top up vaccines, yet they are being made and the regulators have more or less waved them through. I'm very frightened of that. There's no possible benign interpretation of this. Um, I believe that they're going to be used to damage your health and possibly kill you. Seriously, I, I can see no sensible interpretation other than a serious attempt at mass depopulation. This will provide the tools to do it and plausible deniability because they'll create another story about some sort of biological threat and you'll line up and get your top-up vaccines and a few months or a year or so later you'll die of some you know peculiar explicable syndrome and they won't be able to associate it with the top-up vaccines but that's my belief that they're lying to you about variants so they can make uh, damaging uh, top-up vaccines that, that you don't need at all. And I think they'll be used for malign purposes. And if you don't wake up, that's what's going to happen, I think, during next year. Like Alex Berenson had been a reporter in good standing with the blue checks and is now persona non grata. He had sat at the central table of the pharmaceutical power brokers. He is now persona non grata. When Alex Berenson was ultimately kicked off of Twitter, it's because he said, don't think of them as vaccines. They don't stop transmission or infection. The CDC has been forced to admit what we've known all along. They don't stop transmission or infection. But instead of admitting they are therefore not vaccines, they changed the definition of vaccine in their eyes. I do not accept that change because it is a lie. Vaccine means something that stops transmission or infection by building up antibodies in your body. They don't get to change that definition on the fly. They are not the owners of language, but they want to be the owners of language. People with secure positions are not afraid of debate. Those people are terrified of that man. They are terrified of Alex Berenson. There is an MIT scientist named Stephanie Seneff. She wrote a paper, Worse Than the Disease, Reviewing Some Possible Unintended Consequences of mRNA, she calls them vaccines against COVID-19. This was done in the International Journal of Vaccine Theory, Practice and Research in collaboration with Dr. Greg Nye, is still one of the best, most comprehensive descriptions of, of these unintended consequences. Some of the things that she points out, this was the first ever use of polyethylene glycol in an injected 
injection. The first ever use of mRNA gene transfer technology against infectious agents. The first ever, quote, vaccine to make no clear claims about reducing infection, transmissibility, or death. The first ever coronavirus vaccine ever tested on humans and previous corona vaccines all failed due to antibody-dependent enhancement, making the disease worse. First ever use of genetically modified polynucleotides in the general population. First ever. The FDA fights new brands of mayonnaise. Of sunscreen. They've had wars about whether almond milk is milk. But on this Where's she? What they're killing is God's design for community thought. What they're killing is unique human views. Some people have a tolerance to say things others won't. They are the ones who have warned us throughout history that we're off track. There were people during the, the, the war with the Native Americans saying, hey, really, honestly, do we want to wipe out their, their entire culture? Seriously, you guys? We're going to be okay with this in the future that we've destroyed entire cultures? We're not. There were people early on saying, wait a minute, we're going to allow slavery? What are you talking about? These are, these, these, are, these are creations of God. God created these beings. How dare we say we own them? There were people in the ice pick lobotomy age going, dude, do you understand you're given a Nobel Prize for a guy for hammering a big chunk of metal under someone's eyelid into their brain? You call this health care? When they were shocking the garbage out of people's frontal lobes and destroying the brain. Hey, look, he's not depressed anymore. They say he also thinks he's a stone. And now it's full scale. Which brings us back to Biden. He is wishing death. Through the statement of the White House, wishing death upon people. Who look at the preponderance of this evidence and say, you're crazy if you think I'm going to get shot up with this stuff. Now, they can try to corral the truth. They can try to erase it. They're not going to win because God is truth and light. And even today, even today, the truth and the light is beginning to break out. I'll give you examples. Get to listen to emails. I'll give you examples of truth and light breaking out. You can write to us at the ToddHermanShow.com. We get notes like this now on just about a daily basis. Dear Todd, I'm attaching a graphic to this note. This is a screenshot of a of a paramedic's notes on a call in Western Washington. As I understand it, this was a young woman below the age of 40 who got injected the same day with a so-called booster shot. 
And if you go through the graphic, you'll see that there's the inception of the call. You'll see that the, 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 the vehicle is rolling, the unit is rolling. You'll see that they say, call a chaplain. You'll see that they respond, that they find her pale, unresponsive. You'll see that they begin CPR. You'll see a note. She had gotten the booster the same day. You'll see that she's dead. We get notes like this. We get notes from first responders. We get notes, as we read yesterday in the program, from people who work at hospitals. The truth is coming out. And this is tremendous news. There's a site called Real Not Rare. And it is tracking injuries from these injections. One of our jobs, one way to spread the word, guys, is to spread the truth. People are being grievously injured by these things and they're dying from these things and it includes kids and there's no point in any of this because none of it can stop the virus ever. Real, not rare. Back to some other notes. Todd, this is from Tiki. Respectfully, I think you missed the mark with Joe Manchin. Senators are not affected by the Electoral College. What it appears the left wants is absolute authority, and they do not want change. They won't be happy with just changing the Electoral College. It appears they want consulted, consulted seats of power, essentially an oligarchy. Prayers for your recovery, my brother. Keep fighting the good fight. Yours in Christ, Tiki. Thank you, Tiki. No, I understand. I, I do understand the Senate is not is, is not beholden to the Electoral College. When I mentioned yesterday the Electoral College is people were having this fit about Manchin. And remember this, like we said yesterday, the same people who worship at the feet of Tony Fauci or Francis Collins or Bill Gates or their local public health tyrannists and dictators or their dictators like Inslee, they have a problem with Joe Biden or Joe Manchin voting his conscience. My point was the left was saying we need all this structural change. The Electoral College is one they're attacking now through multiple means. And if they do succeed in attacking the Electoral College, it's going to dilute the votes of senators by packing the House with a whole bunch of supplicants. They'll go after the Senate next. They're doing that with the filibuster. They intend to destroy the filibuster. The statewide stuff is harder for them, but they'll get there. They intend to pack the court. They do want to consolidate power, but they've noticed something. And the Thomas Reuters Foundation helped them notice this. When they decided that they wanted to trans little kids, according to the research I've done, the Thomas Reuters Foundation helped distribute this document on how to get this done without any elected officials being involved, how to get it done through bureaucrats, how to sneak it in behind the backs of parents. And they did it in separate countries of Washington and Oregon and California, where they built these bizarre, horrific, just, I was going to say, I want to say this, uh, child sacrifice temples to big pharma. They did this hiding it from people. They're they are tired of the electoral process. They are tired of representative democracy. It moves too slowly. It doesn't worship them. 
And they've said as much. So you're right. That's what they're seeking. This is from Rex. Hey, Todd, thanks for the podcast. I'm looking forward to being able to subscribe. I live in Southeast Asia. The exact location is complicated and unimportant. Your podcast provides a great wonky COVID info something I cannot get anywhere else. Literally, everyone everyone here wears a mask, even while riding motorcycles. This morning, I saw a man sitting on his outdoor balcony alone wearing a mask. People literally bribe officials for the mRNA shots. Todd, I fear we've lost and my depression grows daily. The Sixth Circuit court ruling is compounded and it's frighteningly reminiscent of the Supreme's Obamacare ruling. We all know it's unconstitutional. Neither the truth nor the facts matter anymore. Thanks for your sane voice in the wilderness. I wish we had more. My best wishes to you and your family for a blessed Christmas. Rex, my wishes for your family's blessed Christmas, Rex. The Jewish people or the Hebrew people went through periods of time where they were absolutely enslaved. And God had told them, hey, if you turn against me, (laughs) you're going to lose your, you're going to lose any sovereignty you had. And it came to pass. Babylonians and others took them captive. And the Hebrew people would no longer have their own land. And in many ways, they turned back to God. And Now many of them turn completely away from God. This is the cycle. So instead of being depressed, let's understand that the victory has been won. But understand what they have stolen from us. Simple biblical literacy. God designed actual diversity. The only meaningful diversity came from God. Distribution of gifts and talents and views and voices. That's the only diversity that matters. He designed this. Be a fascinating thing to put that in front of a a woke leftist. Brent, Todd, I love the podcast format. Like many, I first heard you on EIB filling in for our beloved Rush. God rest his soul. I was a longtime listener of 28 years and it was awfully hard when he passed, but I still enjoyed listening to you fill in for the Maha. I love your openings. That's from the Bible. The Today's the days the Lord has made. Then I followed you to your radio show, and now I'll be looking forward to the podcast every day, just like the 28 years listening to Rush. You've helped bring me closer to God. 58 years old, never read the Bible before. I'm 11 weeks into reading the Bible, an hour for an hour and a half every day. You're so right in your teachings of the Bible. God be with you. Have a blessed Merry Christmas to you and your family. Godspeed to get well soon. Brent. My brother, you made this all worthwhile. I deserve none of the credit. Every word I spoke, I can only speak by the breath that's blown into me by God himself. Energy sustained by the Holy Spirit. So please, please, in a note like this, please, just give the glory to God. That's where it belongs. I had this woman say something to me once, and it confused me. By the way, we're still trying to get our music licensed. I'm getting tired of this. Are you getting tired of this? That's why I brought this thing. The only knee we take is to the Lord. That's cool. The Todd Herman Show. Yeah, I got another one too. Uninjected and afraid. Please ask Cap, give me my music licensing so I can have my Bob Seger song back. I do want to say something in a personal note. Years ago, I went to bed to visit my friend Richard on his beautiful property. Richard is a guy I've seen in decades now, and I went to go visit him at his property with his uh, beautiful wife, his family, and they'd purchased this house they were fixing up, and and they had horses, 
And I hadn't ridden the horse in some time, although I was not new to riding horses. So I got an opportunity. Uh, his wife was kind enough to let us go out on her horses and to ride us around her property. And the only thing that that I couldn't do well was to put the horse back in its corral. She, she could see that the horse was getting spooked. And maybe I wasn't experienced enough with this horse or it's been a long while since I'd ridden. So she had me dismount. And she brought the horse into the, into the corral on its own. My daughter got to ride with me that day. Man, I love that. And she said, wait, how'd you learn to ride horses? I said, well, I grew up around horse country. I grew up where Grandpa Terry, the, the, uh, my dad, Big T, uh, the sheriff used to ride horses. When my, grad, my dad was a boy, that was such fun. I went, my uncle helped me find pictures of the sheriff outside the front, uh, the, the front yard of my grandpa's home. And there was this big ditch there. And I think they were putting in sewer or something. Not with them in sewer because it was still the age of the, uh, the septic. Maybe they were putting it in the road. But in any case, there stood the, there sat the sheriff on his horse with his sheriff's badge and his gun. I finally found that picture and I showed my daughter. And so we had this great conversation about horses. We went inside and they made a meal for us. And, and his wife was asking me questions about my career. And so I said, oh, well, you know, I did this. Uh, let's see, I did radio for a long time. And then after radio, um, you know, I got, I got exposed to the internet. And so I did internet radio and I started a company. And that company, um, you know, did pretty well. And we got these Silicon Valley investors. And so I learned how to talk to Silicon Valley investors. And then through consulting with a dear friend of mine who'd been on my board of directors, he was actually the director of the board. He's the guy who taught me to speak to venture capitalists. And then I went to, um, I, I, I ended up going to Microsoft and I worked there for a full number of years and uh, work at Hollywood and Silicon Valley and then do these deals. And, and I went, I went through this and we were just visiting and, and later Richard said the kindest thing to me. And I don't think people think it's kind. He said, I said, I really enjoyed meeting your wife. She's a wonderful lady. And so congratulations to the property. And he said, yeah, my wife enjoyed meeting you. And she said that you sort of think you're your own God. Wow. And I said, wow, I, I'm sorry I offended her. He goes, no, 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 you didn't offend her. No, she didn't. She's not offended at all. She just said, it seems like you think you're your own God. Only a true friend will deliver a note like that. In a, in a phone call. See, here's the fundamental shift. The very men I admire most, human beings, like George Washington and John Adams, they had an opportunity to be God-men. They were among the few people in the history of the world to get to design their own country. And when they had the opportunity to be a king, particularly George Washington, he said, no. Washington was a guy who dropped to his knees to pray to the Lord, get me through this. And he had to make some truly tough decisions, such as forcing people to take an actual vaccine. An actual vaccine that actually saved lives. It wasn't actually the invention of technocrats. He had to deal with his own failures. I have no 
batch for this British army. I can't do this without the Lord. That's the fundamental shift. Were I to go back to that moment, I would go back and say, I have no idea why God gifted me with this. I have no blooming clue. I can't fathom for a second why the Lord would allow me these things. And now today I say this, I am so thankful on my knees that dear God did not make me a tech billionaire or hundred millionaire. I am so thankful that the Lord saw fit to have Clay and Buck and, and, and others take the time slot once held by my true talk radio mentor, Rush Limbaugh, God rest him. Because I wasn't ready. Because I still thought I was doing things. See, the turning point is this. I didn't rescue my daughter. There was no fundamental shift until I begged God Almighty to do it. Still isn't. Contrast and compare. Men who could have been kings and said, no, there's only one king. To the speech we're going to hear. From a confused figurehead. And then remember this. The Bible said. You depart from me. You're going to topple. When I toppled to my knees. We saw the biggest progress we ever saw as a family. And we needed it. Like you cannot believe. This is the Todd Herman Show. You can write to us at the ToddHermanShow.com. We'll get back to two-hour shows as soon as I get this stuffing out of my beak. Thank you for being patient. Now go be well, be strong, be kind, and please do be right with God. <laughs>